The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong Style with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Hello, I'm Don DeLorente, and welcome to episode one of Cast of Strong Style. I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Moto. Hey, hey. Moto, I'd like to welcome you to the WrestleCast family and the CSPN family. I am very, very happy to be here. I'm glad to be a part of the WrestleCast family, and I can't wait to get into everything that we have today. All right. Now, before we get going today, we'd like to get your origin story just on your wrestling you know, background, what you grew up watching, who are some of your favorites, and you know, what draws you to actually New Japan. All right. Um, so I started watching wrestling when I was six. My dad would always be watching um, WWF, and he would watch it every week, and we would go to house shows and such. And I just fell in love with everything, the characters, the wrestling, the stories, just about everything. Um, my favorite wrestler when I was a kid uh, was Bret Hart. He just had such bravado and was so brave, so cool with his pink glasses but would just kill it in the ring. Also, Mr. Perfect was great. And then I, uh, as I was older, got into more the NWO and all of that. Um, so now that I'm a bit older, um, I look, I scrutinize wrestling just a bit more, which led me to New Japan. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 really got me into it. But um, this year, I'm just all in. I love everything about it. The technicality in the ring, the characters, just, I love it all. So that's where I am now. Awesome. Now, that is the reason why I chose you to be my co-host, because like, I have the same affinity for New Japan. I really am a big fan. And I was like, man, we don't really have enough time on the WrestleCast to give it the love that it really needs and deserves. So I had this thought in my mind for a couple of weeks, and I was like, well, who would I get to co-host it? And then you just always kept popping up on my timeline. Like, yeah, New Japan's better. New Japan's the best. This is why I like New Japan. So I was like, oh, yeah, there's my co-host right there. So, well, thank you. I'm glad my night is staying up watching New Japan has born fruit to something. So I'm, I'm very happy about this. Really excited to uh, break it down for you guys. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to inform you that Cast of Strong Style will be a biweekly podcast, meaning we'll come out every two weeks. So and that will be on Tuesdays. So this is the debut show on Tuesday, March 21st. And then our next show will be the Tuesday after after WrestleMania. So just kind of get your schedules and your um, lives in order. So it's not going to be something that you hear from us every week, but every two weeks, you definitely will. And that'll give us enough time to um, watch enough of the shows and the big uh, events that they have. And you guys will be up to date on everything that happens according That's to right. what happens in New Japan. That's right. Get your lives in order. This is, don't miss it. Just get your lives in order. I gave you two weeks. Two weeks is more than enough time to listen to us. <laughs> so you can find us at the CSPN.com. Of course, that's going to be our home base. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Podcast Attic, any place that you can download, subscribe, podcast, you'll be able to find us there. So without further ado, let's get into it. 
First, we're going to give everyone kind of our background into New Japan, as we may have people who are not familiar with the product, and kind of give you a synopsis of who the major players are. So we'll start at the very top with the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, um, Okada. We probably won't be giving you too many first names. Most of the guys go by their last names. So, But yes, he is the reigning, defending IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Yes, and if you oh sorry, if you don't know, um, IWGP is basically New Japan sanctioning body. Just like um, with boxing, they have the WBC. IWGP is their their body. So he's the IWGP heavyweight champion, highest title in the company. Right. So he is the leader of the faction called Chaos. Chaos has several members. And uh, if I'm missing someone, Moto, jump in and 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 make sure I don't miss anybody. But Okay, we got Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. We got Yoshihashi. And his wig. Do not forget his wig. <laughs> Yoshihashi has the craziest hair. It just is a wig. I don't care. You can't convince me that's his real scalp, real follicles. No, that's a wig. Yoshihashi and his wig. Yes. Jado Ghetto. Uh, let's see. Oh, Hiroku, Hiroki Goto, who is the IWGP Never Openweight Title Champion. Right, Goto and Ishii as well. Yes. And did we say Yano? Yes. No, oh, and not, not Yano. We got Yano. Yano's part of chaos. He's not part of chaos? <laughs> I thought yes, he was. He, yeah, he is. No, we did not say him, but yes, he is a part of chaos. Yes, and Yano is uh, just a very humorous character in the ring. And then we have Jay and Mark Briscoe, who are also part of chaos as well. Oh, see, I didn't know that they had become so like members of chaos. Mm-hmm. They are full-fledged chaos, and I actually think that's it. We said Jado and Ghetto as well, so. Oh, no! We forgot a really important piece of chaos. It is Rapongi Vice. That's their official um, name. I call them Rapongi Nice. Um, great tag team consisting of Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Right, yeah. The best theme song in the business, folks. 100%. So next we'll go to the Intercontinental Champion. That's none other than Naito. Yes. My, my favorite. And then he is the leader of maybe the most infamous and popular faction right now, Los Ingablanables de Hopon. That was well said. I can never say it, so I'm going to let you say it from here on out. I just call them L.I.J. <laughs> <laughs> yes, L.I.J. for short is what they also go by. And uh, this faction consists of Naito, Bushi, Sonata, Evil Takahashi, a.k.a. the Time Bomb. Yes, the Ticking Time Bomb, who is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion at this time. And Sonata, Bushi, and Evil have the never openweight six-man tag team title. So LIJ holds a lot of gold in New Japan. Uh, Yes, they are notorious for coming out in the big events, dressed in their suits with their masks, which are very popular merch throughout the crowd. Um, depending on what city you go to, you can't tell if they are the heels or the faces because the crowd reacts to them bigger than the quote-unquote babyface team in some of the markets. So very entertaining. All of the guys can go. Yeah, so they're, they're really poised for a big year, I think. They're going to be a major part of these podcasts that we do uh, weekend every two weeks here at, at uh, Cast a Strong Style. We, we love so, LIJ. Yes, so actually we've kind of ran through um, a lot of the titles by uh, mentioning the guys in the factions because uh, inside the factions, like you said, we have Goto, who is the 
never open weight champion who is this is basically like a title that has no weight limit so you can be a junior heavyweight or you can be a super heavyweight or in between and you can uh, be the champion of this division and then they also have the same concept but with a six man and like Moto said the members of LIJ of Evil Sonata and Bushi hold those titles yeah. so we'll get into our tag team divisions and we have newly Crowned recent tag team champions. Yes. Uh, Tenzan and I can't ever get his name right. Satoshi Kojima. Kojima, thank you. Yes. So they were recently crowned the IWGP tag team champions. And they're, um, what do you think? They're part of what? Blue Justice with um, Yuji Nagata and uh, Nakanishi. They kind yeah, of more of a mini guys. stable than like one of the bigger ones. Yeah, right. so the Blue Justice crew, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the guys that they are. You'll see them uh, tagging up with and having different matches with. And then the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions are your favorite. Uh, uh, that's fine. I'll do it. Taka yeah. Mishinoku and Heichi. One yes. of the, well, he's, he's a wrestler, all right. So he comes out with a mask and a cane and can't lip sync. I'm just going to let you take it from here, Don. Won't even go into it. He's terrible. Uh, they are a part of a faction known as Suzuki Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a part of NOAA. They were a part of New Japan, but then they got banished to NOAA, which was kind of like New Japan's version of NXT. It's kind of like their lower promotion. But now they're back, and they're led by Minoru Suzuki, aka Demon Dad. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's one of the most sadistic-looking individuals you'll ever see, and he likes to hurt people in the ring too. So, yes, he looks he's, up to the he's crazy. Okay, we have Taichi Takamukanoshu. Uh, we have Desperado. Um, what's the crazy guy's name? But they have one to change. Yes, uh, Takahashi Izuka is absolutely bonkers. They have him on a chain. He will terrorize the audience. They'll, he'll go all through the audience, scream at people. He's actually uh, terrorized uh, the announcer Nogami by actually ripping off his shirt and leaving him shirtless for half the show sometimes. Right. So he's no joke. Right. Did I miss anybody? Uh, Lance Archer. Uh, yeah, Lance Archer, David Boy Smith Jr. Um, and I think that is it. Um, oh. This one, a very important one, the newest member, Zack oh, Sabre Jr. Yes, the newest member, Zack Sabre Jr. Yes, yes. And a big surprise that we will get to in our reviews much later. Yes. Yes. And last but not least, there's one faction left. Uh, can I introduce him? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce him. Led by <laughs> Kenny Omega. He's so great. He's just amazing. If you have not seen the match at Wrestle Kingdom with Okada, what are you doing with your life? You have to, you have to watch it. I'm just a big fan of Kenny Omega, who is the leader of Bullet Club right now. Right. The notorious Bullet Club. And that is Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. My favorite, Yujiro Takahashi, is Tokyo. <laughs> your, your favorite? Really, Don? Yeah, yeah my favorite. Uh, Bad Luck Fale, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Roa, the sons of Ming, or King Haku from the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Cole. Bebe. Bebe. I forgot the Bebe. Uh, Hangman Page. And I think that's it. I don't think there's any. Oh, Cody Rhodes. Of course. Cody Rhodes is 
newly joined addition to the Bullet Club. And the, I believe, newest Ring of Honor champion, Christopher Daniels. I think that that was a swerve, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that Frankie Kazarian kind of duped our boy Adam Cole into thinking he was Bullet Club. And they used that against him to help Christopher Daniels secure the ROH championship at the 15th anniversary show. Yeah, really good pay-per-view. Really good pay-per-view. So, something I suggest that you guys go out and try to find. So, um, basically, that's a rundown of the major players in New Japan. Um, Kushida, he will be prominent in the junior heavyweight division. Will Ospreay as well. Um, like we said, he's a member of Chaos. So, um, Ricochet should be making a strong return here towards this uh, Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which happens in the spring. So, can't wait to see him come back. Um, anybody else kind of just on their own that's kind of... Yes. Um, for me, it would be Tanahashi. Oh, yes. We forgot about the ace. How could we do that? The ace. Uh, really, really big part of New Japan and has no factions um, for now, in my opinion, for now. And um, there's also the wrestler. That's his thing. That's his gimmick. The wrestler Shibata Katsuyori. Shibata, who is a staple in the never open weight championship picture. Yes, my second favorite in New Japan. So I think that's it. And if anyone else comes up, obviously we will let you guys in on our opinions of them. Right, right. So now we're going to get into a review. We're going to get in first. We're going to get into the review of the 45th anniversary show as New Japan was started in 1972. And so they had their annual anniversary show. Uh, this a couple of weeks ago, actually like two weeks ago, kind of when the idea of this podcast came into my head. So we're going to review that first night. There were two nights. The first night was more of the standout night. The second night was more multi-man tag matches. Not really uh, as much interest in the singles matches as the first night. So as we delve into those notes, I'll let you start off with just some overviews of what you thought about the matches themselves before the whole show. Moto, before we actually get into match by match. Oh, um, I thought night one was absolutely uh, the stellar night out of the both of them. Um, overall, I think it was a solid show for them and a lot of surprises along the way. And I didn't expect it to be as good as it was just because, you know, usually anniversary shows, people kind of lay back a bit, but they really kind of pumped, pumped the gas on this. And I really liked the way they, they went about a lot of the decisions that were made that night. Right, right. So, um, again, with our reviews, if you guys have the streaming service, uh, which we highly recommend that you guys spend your $9 on, uh, New Japan World, we're going to mostly focus on the major title matches and maybe one or two of the multi-tag matches that are usually a part of the undercard. Uh, anything that builds an angle or has wrestlers that are headed towards a bigger angle, we'll probably cover those, but you know, the Juice and Thunder Liger, Tiger Mass versus Young Boy and David Finley probably won't get too much coverage on this podcast. No. But, but we do love our young boys and we do love the legends and Tiger Mask and the Liger just the same. Absolutely. All right. So the first major match on the uh, anniversary, 45th anniversary show was your favorite tag team, Rapungi Nice, Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta versus Kanemaru and Taishi. For the IWGP Junior Tag Team title match, kind of Maru and Taishi hit their basically kind of what the New Day does, the midnight hour, 
the top rope DDT with the DDT coming off the top rope on the Rock, Rocky Romero and they get the pin and Kanemaru and Taishi are your new IWGP junior tag team title holders. Travesty. Absolute travesty in my opinion. Pongi Nice, really, I mean, they've had the belts for a while, but I just don't think they should have lost it to Taichi and Kamaru. I just, it was a good match overall. That was um, a great match. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of spots that I loved. Um, Trent really went on the offensive against Taichi later on in the match, um, but to no avail. Um, early on in the match, I um, had to say that um, Kamaru and Despoto worked very well in attacking them, and the valet Abe Miho, who is Taichi's girlfriend, uh, she hit Rocky Romero with a huge slap that was, like, amazing. I actually like her better than him, but... <laughs> but overall, it was a solid match. I just wish, you know, Rapunya Nice came out with the victory. And at the end afterwards, um, Jado and Ghetto came out for the save, and we might see that in the future. How do you feel about that, Tom? Um, it seems like a little early for Jado and Ghetto to be kind of getting back into the mix. They usually like to wait around, like, Wrestle Kingdom time. But, I mean, it's cool. You know, I don't have a problem watching Ghetto. I like watching him wrestle. He mixes those heel tactics in with that old school um, wrestling. So, I, he entertains me a lot. I don't have a problem with it. I think it'll be fun. Do you think that they're actually going to get the titles, would be able to get the titles from Taichi and Kanemaru? I don't think so. I think I think it's in someone else getting the titles from them, but I think it'll be a good, you know, program to build up to whoever is going to be the big feud. Well, I hope so. I hope it's Rapongi Nice because they deserve those titles back, in my opinion. Yeah, they might get a rematch. It depends. They may have to go through a little bit of um, a little bit of jockeying for position again, though, because you never know if Ricochet decides to get him a tag team partner and come after those belts. You know, they'll be in line for a title shot real soon. So problem for a nice. So we'll see what happens with that. Exactly. Our next match, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shibata for the British Revolution Pro heavyweight title. Minoru Suzuki comes down and he distracts the ref. Shibata kicks them both off the apron. Davy Boy Smith Jr. then hits the ring, gives Shibata a big clothesline. Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki that is, follows up Davy Boy Jr.'s clothesline with the Gotts Power Driver. Then Zack Sabre Jr. hits the PK and gets the pin to become the new Rev Pro Heavyweight Champion. Then all the Suzuki Gun hits the ring. They stomp out Shibata. And then after they get Shibata out of the ring, they cut this large promo with Zack Sabre Jr. officially becoming a member of Suzuki Gun. I was absolutely floored at this match from beginning to end. Um, prior to this, Shibata faced Will Ospreay for the Revolution. Revolution pro title, and Will Ospreay was not successful, but had, they had a great match. So, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, was the next one up, and Zack Sabre Jr. coming to New Japan was really a great signing for both sides. Um, and this match really proved it. It started off a great transition, a lot of stiff shots that I didn't think Zack could really do, because usually Shibata is the one kicking someone's head off or whatnot, but Zack really held his own. And a lot of people thought he was going to go to chaos because a lot of the foreigners go to chaos first. So with this, the society for Suzuki Gun, shocking, crazy, and I think he's actually a good addition to Suzuki Gun. They need someone like Zach, Zach Saber Jr. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, what I was, this is the match I was looking forward to the most on the card. 
and it did not disappoint. The beginning of the match, the chain wrestling, that mat wrestling was like a combination of old school wrestling and MMA. It was just fantastic. Just blew me away. And then, you know, once they started kind of building towards, um, it looked like Shibata was about to get them in. And then all of a sudden, we get the run in with Suzuki Gun and Minoru and then David Boy Smith Jr. And then, you know, like you, you know, my mind is just blown like, oh my gosh. Not only on his first time really in the company is he fighting for a title against Shibata, he's also going to join the heel, the number number one heel faction. Like, yeah, this is going to be really good. So, like you, I'm really excited to see uh, Zack Sabre Jr. on a regular basis in New Japan. And he really held his own. I mean, there's a spot in the match where um, he did some devastating holds, and there was one where it looked like he was actually about to rip Shibata's arm out of his pocket. It, it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And I actually thought he, like, broke his arm, but it was, it was, it was great. And so it's definitely don't miss that match at all. Our next match was Kojima and Tenzan versus Ishii and Yano for the IWGP Tag Team Titles. Um, me, I like this match. I thought it was really great. Um, Kojima uh, ends up pinning Yano for, for the titles, and I, I didn't expect for the title change to happen just because they had had the, the belts for so long. It just seemed like the belts really belonged with them, so I was kind of shocked at this, at this change. Right. Uh, Kojima hit the big lariat on Yano, and the titles changed hands. So um, this is actually a pretty cool story because um, if you were following last year through the G1, kind of Tenzan was making a run, like, you know, one last go at it. This is going to be his last year to compete in the G1. So he was kind of given that, um, you know, time frame around um, getting the, the hype and things going around. So he kind of just kind of, took that momentum and uh, teamed up with Kojima here, his uh, buddy, and they've uh, become the IWGP, that IWGP Tag Team Champion. So we'll see how this plays out for them throughout the spring and summer. It's, it's, it's going to be great, and I, I can't wait to see. And hopefully, um, if it went on to come back, you know, they might get those out of time too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's somebody else that we kind of uh, forgot. Uh, Makabe, he's worth mentioning. Yes, absolutely. Um, Makabe is, um, he's been with the company for how long? I think they did the anniversary show for him. Yeah, I think it was 20 years, I think. Yes, and it was, it was, it was a pretty good show, the Makabe show. Um, and Honda is his uh, tag team partner. He's very tan, very oiled up, very jacked. And he sounds like he smokes six packs of cigarettes a day. Um, and he um, unfortunately uh, got a DVT and ended up with a very, very severe injury right now, which he's recovering from. Yes, um, I think I saw a thing the day where he he has feeling, but he still can't move like his lower extremities, so. so we wish him the best in the speed of recovery. Yes, yes we do. So our next match on the 45th anniversary show was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title where we had Taguchi versus Takahashi. <laughs> Takahashi hits the time bomb and he gets the win. And after the match, Takahashi calls out Kishida. Kishida obliges and they have a back and forth continuing their rivalry that started back at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Um, well, Kushida was the previous IWGP Junior Weight Heavyweight title champion. Um, he lost it at Wrestle Kingdom, so he is due for that rematch. And I'm very glad Kushida came out and said, Listen, I'm going to sound you and I'm going to 
get my, my title back. It seemed like he was kind of floundering in these tag team matches, not knowing what he was doing. It just seemed like, you know, he was kind of floating in the company for a bit. So I'm kind of very glad that he's back in the title picture. Um, with the match itself, um, Saguchi usually is just this kind of jokester character, but he's secretly a badass. So Takashi really kind of took him to his limit, and he really, they put on a good show. A lot of spots for us. It was very dangerous for the both of them, but that's how the ticking time bomb is. He won't rest just until he wins. Right. right. And then our main event on the 45th anniversary show was Tiger Mask W, which is a character based off of anime, which is based on New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is a reboot of a former Tiger Mask anime that they had back in the day, versus the IWGP heavyweight champion, Okada, for the title. After three Rainmakers, Okada finally gets the win, and he retains the title. Now, as a lot of people know, Tiger Mask W is the wrestler also known as Kota Ibushi, and a lot of people um, rave about Kota Ibushi. He had the greatest year ever, probably in 2014, where he had um, great matches with Nakamura, and he had great matches with Okada. So, again, not as great as their 2014 match, but still a very, very good match, high level, lots of um, you know high impact. Um, just two guys at the very top of their game doing what they do. So, what were your thoughts? I love Tiger Mask. I also watch the anime faithfully every every week. I love Tiger Mask. Um, I really like Okada, and this is like one of the first people, well, probably third person, that I really wanted to be Okada. Um, it wasn't for the title, so nothing was really on the line. I, I was kind of had like a, you know, kind of bad taste in my mouth because I really thought that he should have won just because it's like an exhibition match. But um, I'm really glad that this happened. And Kodobushi, I think, is the perfect character for this role. When he was a kid, he said he wanted to grow up to be Goku from Dragon Ball. Uh, and he realized that the result he couldn't do that. So I think this is, you know, something that he wanted to do, like to do. I do like Koda himself, um, but I do like Tiger as well. So really good match, really good spots. And he was very frustrated afterwards. So this is not going to be the last time we're going to see these two, I don't think. No, no, it definitely will be. Um, something that goes on again because I think Kota Ibushi once he he's kind of like a free agent right now. Um, as a lot of people know, they got a lot of exposure to him in the Cruiserweight Classic over the uh, last summer as he was in the Final Four. Him and Zack Saber Jr. both, but it did not reach the finals. So I think a lot of people are very intrigued by Kota Ibushi. He had that great match with Cedric Alexander, which is probably like second in my opinion to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at Battleground for match of the year. I agree with you for, with that, especially. All right. So at this time, we just want to let everybody, all the listeners of Cast a Strong Style know that you guys can support us and our sponsors and the whole CSPN network by going to www.cspn.us, going on the side that says, you know, has a bunch of all our podcasts listed, then it says support. Click on that tab, open it up, and it will give you a list of our links. Click on the Skull Candy link. Get you some brand new headphones. Click on the Amazon link. Get you anything in the world that you desire. Click on the Busted Tees link, and you can get your fresh T-shirt for the summertime, the spring. Get your graphic tee with the cool sand. Be one of the cool kids out here in the streets. You can also, um, if you're a reader and you like to have your books on the go, you can do Audible. We have a link for that as well. So there's many ways that you can support the podcast, but choose one and help us out here at Cast of Strong Style and also on the CSBN Network. 
So next we're going to get into what's currently going on in New Japan, which is the New Japan Cup. The New Japan Cup is a 16-man tournament where the winner gets to challenge for any of the major singles titles. So that's the Never Openweight title, the Intercontinental title, or the IWGP Heavyweight title. And it's the winner's choice. So we'll start off with day one. We had Yuji Nagata versus Tonga Roa. Yuji Nagata gets the win with the Blue Justice bridging side suplex and moves on to round two. Surprising. Um, yes, it, it was very surprising. Um, I kind of had a feeling he might have won just because on, on his back there was like dark circles and there was cupping treatment. Usually um, it seems like he was going to go for a run because he was doing extensive treatment on himself. Um, pretty standard match. Wasn't bad. Um, and it, was, it was kind of a fun match to watch. And I'm actually kind of glad he advances. I didn't think, you know, Tango would really go far, even if he did advance. Right. Uh, Yuji Nagata is is amazing to me because I remember him from the WCW Nitro days. And, uh, you know, he was much younger, of course, and just kind of trying to get a break in their, like, cruiserweight division back then. But now he's, you know, morphed into this heavyweight and just a staple of New Japan. So it's just amazing he's still putting on such good matches 20 years later. Yes, and he's one of the New Japan dads. They fans affectionately call him. Next, we had Yano versus Tamatanga. Yano gets the win after hitting the low blow and rolling up Tamatanga. And that will be the theme of all Yano matches. Is, <laughs> uh, is definitely a heel. He's a lot of comedy. He's a lot of dis- ref-, ref distractions. And his whole offense is trying to get to this low blow. I mean, I couldn't have put it better. That is Yano in a nutshell. He um, usually is afraid of his opponents or acts like he's afraid of his opponents. Um, Tama really scared him. He would just uh, kind of roll out the ring and tell the ref to push Tama back. Um, there are a lot of times where he would just get to a hold and then grab the rope quickly and yell, break, 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 multiple times. He's just fun to watch. Um, I was like watching him. I was going to smile out of my face. Next match on day one, Michael Elgin versus Bad Luck Fale. And a surprising victory to me, Bad Luck Fale gets the win after hitting a German suplex. I call it the Asian spike. He calls it the grenade. Tomato, tomato. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And Bad Luck Fale beats Michael Elgin. Like I said, I thought this was an upset in my book. I thought Michael Elgin, uh, he's returning after having his face broken by Naito. I thought that they would, you know, put him in the mix to maybe try to get back up in there and challenge Naito for the title again. But not this time. Um, this really showed to me that, that New Japan is just really throwing curveballs. This was definitely an upset to me. I mean, Bullet Club itself is kind of like in tears. You have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and then everybody else. And then you have Yujiro and then Bad Luck Ballet. And I was absolutely shocked that someone who's not that great, I'm going to be pretty honest, he's really not that great, just beat Michael Elgin, who was a powerhouse, really good moves. Um, Really surprising, and so it really sets up for a lot more matches. Right. Our main event of day one, the ace, Tanahashi versus Evil. Everything is evil. Evil blows the miss after a ref bump. Then he hits the STO, and he gets the win and defeats Tanahashi. Um, This is kind of like a new twist on Evil blowing the miss lately. Usually that was reserved for Bushi, but uh, Evil has taken up blowing the miss now. Um, and we'll like to give a shout out since this is the Hall of Fame season 
to the Green Mist, which is a member of the WrestleCast Hall of Fame. Congratulations. <laughs> so what did you think about this? Can you believe that um, Tanahashi lost to Evil? Um, another great match between these two. Um, a lot of throwing blades from the ace, which really threw um, Evil off his game. Tanahashi just refused to to really, you know, give up, unfortunately, until the Mist got him, finally. Um, and I think Evil deserves this. I'm happy he won. I'm just sad for Tanahashi at the same time. Um, Tana has really, again, like who should have been lost since he lost at Wrestle Kingdom. And I don't know what's next for Tanahashi at this point. Someone who was on top of the company now seems to not know his way. Right, right. I mean, last summer they were playing the, like he was, you know, losing a bunch of matches and he was kind of lost. Like he, you know, didn't have it in the G1 and then he kind of made a slight comeback. He's been kind of in a lot of tag team matches. So, yeah, you're right. It's just kind of going to be kind of wait and see approach with Tanahashi to somebody we were, like you said, like you said, you started watching that Wrestle Kingdom 9, so did I, and just to see him be in such a prominent position for back-to-back Wrestle Kingdoms, and then now to see where he's at is kind of shocking. Well, I mean, I'm going to say this right here. If it happens, you heard it here first. I think Tanahashi is, once he gets so frustrated, he's going to go heel. And I'll say this, he might even join LIJ. You heard it here first. That's what I think. Well, he's got the hair to go with that group. <laughs> yes, he does have beautiful, beautiful hair that would go along with them. But I think it would be a shocking move, a twist move, and gives him a direction to go into. Because uh, being smiling, playing air guitar isn't cutting it at this point for him. All right. So now we're going to move into night two. We had Yujiro Takahashi, member of the Bullet Club, the Tokyo Pimp, versus Juice Robinson. <laughs> Um, I, I, I will talk about it since, you know, uh, Don is such a big fan of Yujiro. Um, nothing really of note, really. It's, it was a solid match, pretty good match. Um, the correct person won, in my opinion, uh, Juice Robinson won with the pulp friction. Um, AKA and the, the um, prettier. <laughs> that's true. That is correct. And, um, I'm happy Juice Robinson, uh, picked up the win here. Yujiro, it's him and the, He's just a seat pillar, not a seat pillar, a pillar in the bracket. What do you think, Tom? Right, right. Um, you know, he's a guy that puts a lot of people over in tag matches and in these tournaments. Um, he does provide decent eye candy, though. He He's like a ripoff of the Godfather. So those parts of his matches are the most entertaining to me, usually. But on the flip side, let's give a shout-out to Juice Robinson, a.k.a. T.J. Parker from NXT Days who decided that he wanted to get his release and try his hand at something different. And he landed in new Japan and was working some of the young guys underneath matches. And then all of a sudden in the world tag league, which is their tag team, big tag team tournament that they have, he got a prime spot being Tanahashi's tag team partner. And he's kind of taken off from there. He's um, had a couple of high profile matches against Goto for the, uh, never open weight championship. So, I mean, kudos to him for taking a chance on himself and turning his career around. Yeah, I would say best best career move of the year by far to go into NXT. And he, you know, was not being used properly and saying, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go to Japan. Starts off the lowest of the low and really worked his way up and just persevered. I mean, you know, kudos to him, and I'm glad to see him going this far. We move on to our next match. And, like, these matches get, like, in- 
increasingly better this night too. I mean, like match was great until I saw the match after that. Sonata versus Yoshihashi. And I like how they kind of built this matchup where these guys were both young boys in the same class. So they basically came into the wrestling business in New Japan at the same time. So basically what happens in New Japan, when you come to New Japan, you go through the dojo. And once you graduate the dojo, you become a young boy. And young boys are very easy to spot because they can only have black tights and black boots and they can only win their matches by Boston Crab. So there's not really a lot of anything flashy too much to say with each individual young boy. So after maybe like a hundred matches of being a young boy, which you'll probably be on the losing end of like 95 of them, you get a chance to take an excursion, which means they'll send you to Mexico or they'll send you to ROH or they'll send you somewhere where you get your experience. And then when you come back, you're no longer a young boy and you can adapt your whatever you want to be. You can have your colorful tights, you can expand, show your new moveset and all the things that you've learned on your excursion when you come back. So everybody has who's a New Japan staple has been a young boy from um, Okada to Nakamura to uh, Minoru Suzuki to Ishii to Nagata. If you watch some of the things in the archives from back in the mid-90s, early 90s, you can see all of these guys late 90s, you can see all of these guys standing around the ring, um, you know, gathering up ring jackets and paying their dues as young boys. So that's kind of how that works. So these two had a fantastic match. Sonata is so athletic. Um, I think that his drop kick is just as good as Okada's. Um, he finally applies the skull in and gets the win by submission to advance to the next round. Um, I really like this match a lot. Um, Sonata is really coming into his own as a wrestler. And he's just improving by leagues and bounds every time I see him. And I agree, his, his dropkick is just as good as Okada's. And Okada's an amazing dropkick. Um, he's very versatile in the ring, very smooth in the ring. Um, and, you know, Yoshihashi and his wig put up a good fight. But ultimately, it went to Sonata. And, you know, I'm happy to see Sonata really grow. And, and I, I want him in the title picture. I do. Next up, Minoru Suzuki versus a wrestler. Kasatori Sabata. Sabata gets a tough fought victory. He gets the rear naked choke, then he sits uh, Suzuki down, gives him the PK, and gets the win. Um, hard hitting is the first thing that comes to my mind with this match. I mean, Minoru Suzuki and Sabata are crazy, and they let the crazy out on each other, and it just produces a fantastic match. I agree. These two went at it. Um, remember that, uh, you know, Suzuki really cost Shibata, the revolutionary pro title so of course these, these guys have a feud going on and at the press conference um they actually went at it as bullet club were taking press photos they're really you know getting into it and the alliance had to break them up um definitely hard hitting i i dubbed this match the father versus son match because suzuki is really the older dad-like version of shibata they both hit hard they're both stiff at what they do they know so a lot of their stuff but they just duke it out and um a note for me was that Suzuki really uh, really doesn't care if you bust him open, he starts bleeding. It doesn't affect him. He just starts laughing as if he won something. Um, great match. I need more from these guys. They've had brutal matches, matches in the past, and they're going to have some good ones in the future. I know that for sure. Right. right. And just when we thought that was the best match we were going to see, we got our main event. We got Kenny Omega versus Ishii. 
Now, Moto, I'll give you my theory. Or actually, here's the truth. When Kenny Omega has on the colorful tights, you're going to see a lot of comedy, a lot of ha-ha in his match. When he has on the black tights, you're on the verge of seeing a classic. That is absolutely correct. I agree with that theory. You see the, the tassel on the side. You're going to get, you know, tee-hee, Kenny, like we're, we're joking. But black tights, Kenny, is out for blood. And these two really proved it in this match. Kenny wasn't joking. She wasn't joking. It started off slow, but when it got going, it was amazing to see these two at work. Yeah, just like um, a, a common thread with most of the New Japan main events, they're going to go long. They're going to go at least 30 minutes, most of the time 45 minutes if it's for a title. So in between 30 and 45 minutes for a main event. And that last like seven to six minutes is just so good. So many, oh my gosh, moments like, oh, this has got to be the end. No, false finish. Oh, reversal. Oh, this is coming. Oh, no, another reversal. Yeah, so in an upset, Ishii gets the win with the Brain Buster. Um, Kenny Omega was going for the one-winged angel over and over and over again. He could never get it. At one, posi- at one point, it looked like he was going to get it, and Ishii reversed it into a stunner. Um to get out of out of one predicament. So, I mean, I like the way that they teased and teased and teased, but never got to it. And Ishii advances in, in what everybody did not see coming, because I, I know that most people had Kenny Omega winning this. Yeah, I, I had him winning. I, I, everyone was just stunned. Of course, most of all, Kenny. Um, but Ishii really had, a, I mean, I know he was good, but I didn't know he was that good until that match. And I'm, I, you know, I, you can't be really mad at the results of the match. I mean, I'm sad for Kenny, but Ishii really pulled it out. And I have to note that Kenny has not gotten the one-winged angel since G1 Climax of last year. Right, right. They're really protecting it. So, I mean, hopefully he, he's hit a wall here, too. A lot of people have hit walls with this new Japan Cup. Got to see what happens with Kenny. I think, um, I think he's going to have a big run here in the spring and the summer. He may be one of the, not only the first guys to win it, but go back to back as well. That would be amazing and well-deserved, especially after his performance at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. So we're going to move to the second round. These were uh, during the house show loops. So these were much easier to watch. They were just single, single little shows. They didn't have any undercard with them. So that's a cool thing about the New Japan uh, World app is when they have these large tournaments like this, they'll kind of, shrink down what you have to watch so you can keep up with a little bit easier. We get Evil versus Yuji Nagata. After getting a near fall with the Lariat, Evil follows that up with the STO and he gets the win and he moves on to the semifinals. Um, I definitely think the right person won this one in my opinion. Um, Nagata, they're, they're both good. It was a solid match between the both of them. Um, but um, I think Evil has a, a ways to go and I think he has a lot to prove and I'm happy it, it ended the way it did. Right. Yeah, I agree. They're the right person one. We get Yano versus Bad Luck Fale. Bad Luck <laughs> Fale gets the win with the grenade, aka the Asian Spike. He thwarts all of the attempts at the low blow and the chicanery from Yano, and he moves on to the semifinals. <laughs> Bad Luck Fale. I mean, um, I mean, it's, you know, eh versus comedy. I'm not mad at it. It was fun for comedic purposes, I, I guess, for Bad Luck Fale. I mean, I, I, I don't get it, but all right. <laughs> we get Shibata 
versus Juice Robinson. Shibata gets Juice in the sleeper, then he sits him down, he hits the PK to get the win, and he advances to the semifinals. Good effort by Juice Robinson, though. I mean, he's stuck in there. He was hitting Shibata just as hard as he was getting hit, which I think is like the prerequisite to even be in the ring with Shibata. <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I was proud of the effort that Juice Robinson put in in this particular match. I, I agree with that. I mean, to to go toe to toe with Shibata, I mean, you you have to level up just just to get in the ring with them. And he hits hard, and it's very stiff. I mean, he can kick your head off, punch your head off, and Juice really held his own but to no avail because Shibata is just amazing. Right. Then our final match of the second round was Ishii versus Sanada. After countering the skull end, Ishii hits the brain buster and he gets the win and he advances in the final spot of the semifinals. Um, Sanada's athleticism was on display uh, in this match. Um, Ishii fought out of the skull end a couple of times, um, which was pretty impressive on his part. And um, he came home with the win. He got the brain buster. And uh, like I said, he, he advanced to the semifinal. So another surprise. I thought, you know, Sonata had been on a roll here lately. I thought maybe that spot would be for him. But, again, like you said, the booking has just been all over the place. Um, I, I agree with you. It's another shocker. Um, she is really on a run here. Um, Sonata, I was one of the, was the ones um, to really kind of win the tournament, in my opinion, just because I thought it was kind of his time to rise up. And very surprising effort um, from both ends. I mean, Sonata's, again, just improving and improving. And she just shows out now. And I'm not mad at the results. I'm okay with it, even though, you know, Sonata lost. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our semifinals, which took place this just this morning, actually, at the time that we're recording this, as it was Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. Evil sprays the mist after a ref bump. And hits Fale with three lariats and goes for the cover. At the count of two, the ref gets pulled out of the ring by Tamatanga. He gets in the ring, but he's followed by Ush- by Bushi, excuse me, who then hits a cross body off of the top rope. And then he chases Tamatanga out of the ring and they go out through the crowd. Fale then thwarts the SDO. He gives Evil the grenade, followed by the Rager's Edge, and he gets the win to advance to the finals. Nobody saw that coming. We saw me. I wanted to jump out of a window because here we are and Bad Luck Ballet pinned Evil and is now in the finals. This is the reality of the situation. I don't know what's in Ghetto's head with this. Um, it, was, it was a good match. Surprising. Last couple of minutes. Um, I didn't even know that Evil was even asking. They didn't even announce him or anything like that. He didn't come out with Evil. And then Bushi comes in with the Evil, the, the Mist. And then I just, I can't. I just, I can't. Don, I, I can't. Yeah, um, did you watch the eight-man before this match? I did, I did. Yeah, so it kind of like was a little bit of a, a, a tie-in to the match before this, which was a big um, Bullet Club versus um, Los Angeles match, really. So it kind of led into that, where they kind of played into Tamatanga and Bushi kind of having some beef in that match, and then it kind of spilled over into this stuff. So. <laughs> I'll live. I will live with this. So we had our main event, our last match of the semifinals, which was Ishii versus Shibata. Shibata wins a war after hitting the PK, then making Ishii pass out to a rear naked choke. Um, they have the forearm spot, which is ridiculous, which I think ended up busting Ishii's nose. They have the slap spot, 
where they literally sit down in the middle of the ring Indian style and just start slapping fire at each other. Um, the closing segment here where Shibata is going for the uh, PK, the big kick, I mean, misses it. Uh, Ishii grabs him into a triangle. Shibata escapes that and then gets him, gets him into, you know, the rear choke, standing rear naked choke, and then into the PK, and then into the rear naked choke laying on the ground until Ishii passes out. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I was really thrilled uh, when I got through watching this match this morning. Um, I was absolutely shocked by how good this was. I mean, it was good, but this was a war. This was, I can't even call this a match. It was a war that these two went. The, they had, like, so many exchanges with each other that they just did not want to back down. It took so much to take Ishii down. He couldn't even be pinned. He had to be submitted. And I just, overall, you can't miss this one. You can't miss this one, folks. I, I can't stress enough how good this match is. Just the war. I was just saying, wow, every, like, couple of minutes that these guys survive this. They're, they're hurting after this match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Shabato definitely had more tape on his uh, on his shoulders and neck for the finals. For sure. For yeah. sure. So now you guys are right up to date with the New Japan Cup. The finals will be taking place this week um, as we record this. So on the next episode of Cast of Strong Style, we'll be starting off with the finals. And then, you know, whatever major happenings that happen between now and the next time that we record. So um, if you guys are, we'll be looking for these matches. If you guys do not have the service, I suggest you get the service. But for those of you who may not have the service, if you check or are familiar with the What We Are Watching hashtag um, from the WrestleCast, we will be having these matches up. And uh, you guys can check out some of this greatness and not be out of the loop and get into New Japan. So, Mozo, do you have any final thoughts on the two events that we watched and just um, kind of final thoughts, what you want to say to the people on our debut episode? Of course. It was great to be here. The final is going to be Shibata versus Don Lafale for the New Japan Cup. I am excited to see this match. Um, hopefully, Shibata kicks Valley's head off, in my opinion. It was good to be with you, Don, and see you guys in two weeks. All right. As well, uh, Moto, it's great to start this voyage with you, um, get a chance to talk a little bit more in-depth about New Japan, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, a lot of people to follow us. Uh, we'll be creating a Twitter account and um, an email account so you guys can uh, give us some feedback and follow us so we won't be jumbling up to WrestleCast Twitter with our stuff. But um, until we get that all squared away and figured out, though, just keep following me at Don DeLorente, follow Moto at capital J, capital P, capital K, Moto, that's M-O-T-O, and also follow the WrestleCast at the WrestleCast. And again, people, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and you can always download us at www.cspn.us. So thank you for listening to Cast a Strong Style, Episode 1.
Cast. of Strong Style. Strong Style.